Erin Burns joins us. She's uh, she's obviously still off that premiership high at the moment, and she uh, takes some time to join us on Stumps. Erin, thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. You're pleased we've given you seven days reprieve before we've spoken to you to get yourself <laughs> together again? Yeah, look, it's it's been really kind of you, and I really appreciate the uh, really appreciate you guys understanding where I'm where I'm coming from <laughs> this week. Aaron, one of the things was now the Sixers obviously being one of the first teams to go back to back, both in WBBL and in BBL history. It must be it would have been absolute elation. Uh, well, first off, when you bowled out the Perth Scorchers for just ninety nine. Yeah, like um, obviously we were kind of expecting the the Perth girls to come out pretty pretty strong, particularly with their openers. Um, Elise Villani has been in some really good form this uh, this season so far. And the last two games that we played them throughout the, through the home and away season, she um, pretty much came out first ball swinging. So, um, look, to kind of tie her and obviously Nicole Bolton, who have both had really, really good seasons this year, down early and then to kind of um, get a few breakthroughs um, with the ball and really kind of tie them all up for a, under 100. It was kind of the, a dream, a dream first innings, really. So, um yeah, we were, we were beyond excited about how we uh, performed with the ball. From the outside looking in, Aaron, I, I really felt the Sixers from the start of the year, I think the first You're game you played was on the uh, North Sydney Oval. Um, yep. uh, you, you just had momentum from day one. The, the few times during the season you were challenged, you responded so well. So I, I, I'm not surprised at all that you went into the final with such... Uh, confidence in, in what you're able to bring to the game? Yeah, like, obviously, yeah, that first opening weekend um, up in North Sydney was, was a dream start. Ash Gardner hitting her, her maiden ton off, um, you know, I think it was 40-something balls and, you know, getting 242 in that an opening opening game was was amazing. And I know talking to Ben Sawyer, um, our coach, one of our, our objectives this year was to, was to kind of try and set the trend high and really kind of break some break some records and our first one was to to um uh beat the 200 mark for the uh for an, uh, first innings and look we I think we were a couple hours too short with um Sydney Thunder notching up 200 in their first game before us but um yeah like we had some excellent momentum throughout the season I think um probably in the middle of the season we we had a couple of losses where um I think we probably just like took our foot off the pedal to be honest with you um I think um there were a few close misses um that we probably should have closed out but we had some really, really good um, a roll on really at the end of the season, kind of coming into that um, semi-final. Obviously, having two wins up against the strikers before we were playing them on their home ground, um, and then just some really good confidence coming into the final. So, yeah, we were all really confident, and um, yeah, just kind of seemed to come off on the on the day, which was amazing. Erin, this is your first season with the uh, Sydney Sixers. I mean, you've, you've spent BBL 01 and 02 playing for the Hobart Hurricanes. Uh, what made you pick the Sixers? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm, I live and work and everything in Sydney, so um, I've kind of um, been playing for for Tasmania um, for my um, state cricket for the for the past eight seasons or so, and then obviously when the WBBL started, it was kind of a natural transition to to play with um, with the Hobart kind of franchise with that as well. Um, mainly just started in that kind of um, format because uh, I was in the kind of second eleven stuff in New South Wales for a mm-hmm. little while, and then just got the opportunity down in Tassie, so took it, but. Um, yeah, look, I've been coached up in Sydney by Anthony Clark, who's the Sydney Sixers um, uh, assistant coach. And look, I've just gotten a lot, a lot out of um, out of uh, being coached by him and talking to Ben Sawyer 
um, in the off-season last season and then also this season, um, talking about like what, what they could kind of offer in terms of um, set-up training, scheduling, all that kind of thing. It just kind of made sense uh, for me um, to be able to kind of train and play and, and everything in my hometown. So, look, I'm yeah, stoked with the season and I'm really, really glad that I kind of made that decision this year. Aaron, interesting to hear you talk about you know, the build-up to the success you've had with the Sixers. Um, in New South Wales, second 11 cricket, and then your opportunity in Tassie and, and then doing what you're doing now. What, what, yeah. Is there a moment that you can identify that you thought, hey, I, I've, I've become a better player. I'm now more uh, all-round cricketer, making sure I exert my skills in the right manner. Was there a moment you thought, I'm right now, I'm, I'm on my way? Um, yeah, look, I think over the last uh, couple of seasons in particular, um, I've felt like I've, I've grown a lot more as a cricketer. Um, uh, last year for, for Hurricanes, I, I opened the batting a few times and um, that was the first time I got thrown into that situation and, and I kind of felt like I dealt with it quite well. Um, but I think also with, um, with uh, yeah, being coached by Anthony Clark, I just felt obviously as a, he's a batting coach, but also a, a spin coach as well. Um, I've just gotten a re- like a lot out of that, and being able to um, to train locally and and have the um, the regularity with training, and obviously the access to all the coaching staff that the Sixers can provide here and facilities. Obviously, it's been um, I think this year has certainly kind of helped my game uh, quite a lot. Um, not only from a technical point of view, but just confidence and and just getting volume um, that I probably wasn't getting in previous seasons. Well, it certainly uh, translated well into the stats. I mean, you finished as the fourth highest run scorer for the Sydney Sixers with uh, 285. And uh, and not only that too, but you're also, you can be sharing the crease with an absolute superstar in Elise Perry who crossed the 500 run mark. I mean, what was it like uh, having yeah. having Pez as your captain? Yeah, look, it was amazing. Um, I've, I've, the last time I played with Pez was um, probably in under 19th cricket or something. So it's been a wee while. But um, yeah, look, the way that, She's a complete athlete and a complete professional. Um, the way she goes about her cricket and the way that she trains and puts absolutely everything into it is um, it, it's it's truly amazing. And and she the way that yeah as I said the way that she goes about it is is um, way to kind of like model your your own cricket on. So look, I've really really enjoyed it. Um, not only Pez, but obviously the other caliber of cricket um, cricketers that are in the team. Like it's a pretty amazing lineup with Healy and and the South African girls. Uh, mm-hmm. Cappy's just incredible with the ball, and then you, you follow that up with Dane, and and even like Sarah Ailey had an incredible season. So, yeah, like just to be surrounded by that caliber of um, of players, been it's been really really good to try and kind of um, feed off their energy and you know pick their brain with um, with things on and off the field. Is it too early, Erin, to be looking to next year's BBL season and and what you you want to achieve? I know there'd be probably. Some changes in the lineup uh, that that seems to happen mm-hmm. year in year out. But uh, did you guys discuss that at all during celebrations or post the final of saying, "Come on, let's go and do this again"? Yeah, look, I think, <laughs> um, yeah, like Ben's pretty a uh, forward-thinking kind of guy. He's, um, you know, I was, I was talking to him very early in the off-season last season. I think it was the first few weeks after BBL two, where they obviously they won. Sixers won that final and he was um, getting in my ear already. So um, he's someone that's just definitely planning for the future. And, and I think um, even just looking from our list this year compared to last year, they try the, the, the culture that the Sixers have is, is very much that culture that they tried to, to breed that regularity and, and that uh, 
um, that they want to kind of get same players back and want to develop players as well. So um, I think um, from, I, I, I know most of the girls have signed two-year deals. Um, so I think a lot of the, you'll probably see that the lineup is fairly unchanged next year um, from a from probably, a you know, the top order, kind of um, top to middle order, particularly from a batting lineup perspective. Um, and then obviously I know that they've kind of signed a few, a few of the bowlers again. I'm um, not entirely sure what's going to happen with Kim Garth, unfortunately, with the ICC rookie rule, mm-hmm. um, possibly going against her favour for next year. But um, yeah, look, I think that, that um, as I said, I know talking to Ben, that they're really keen on, on kind of keeping a, a really strong core group. And obviously the more that the girls can train and play together, the more cohesive they are as a unit. So hopefully that's the same next year. One of the things that I really admire about uh, the well, the Sydney Sixers is the fact that just the girls actually don't rely too much on imports. I mean, we saw with Adelaide, uh, Susie Bates and Sophie Devine were a very yeah. integral part. Uh, with the Sydney Thunder, Stefani Taylor was someone that really had to um, chime in. And uh, it's something mm-hmm. that you girls haven't had to do at the Sixers. I mean, yes, you did have Dane Van Nykirk from South Africa, but um, and, mm. and not taking anything away from her contributions, of course not. But, um, yeah, yeah. but it, there was just a lot of homegrown players that seemed to be able to step up. Is that something that you're going to continue? Or was that a conscious thing to do, the fact that you'll build around just our girls rather than having to import someone in? Yeah, look, I think um, I know from facing kind of bowlers in the nets and also kind of bowling to, to batters. I know that, you know, Lauren Smith can easily hit a lofted cover driver's best better than anyone. She's batting at 10 or 11, you know? So um, there's some girls like Angelique's is an incredible, incredible player. Um, we've got these, these players that, um, that are homegrown local kind of girls that um, I think uh, particularly when, when given the chance can really kind of take that, take that on. So I think it's, um, Obviously, um, with those final few games kind of coming rolling into the um, obviously the end of the home and away season and into semis and finals, we knew we were losing the South African girls. And um, yeah, I think the way that you know, like people like Sarah Ailey stepped up, Sarah Coit, obviously um, she was a bit of a late kind of call up into the into the squad, but um, she's also a, another kind of you know Sydney-based girl that. Um, I think these kind of players that um, not only like your superstars, as you said, like Dane. Um, can perform, but I think we have a lot of reliance on on um, everyone else in the team that can contribute and step up when required. Yeah, you know, and the number of girls that have been able to step up, and let's not even forget yourself too. You had a quite a good contribution with two for twenty six uh, <laughs> against the Scorchers in the final. So uh, make sure you chalk yourself into that column as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, now as this is the thing that's uh, a bit of a curse though for uh, women's cricket because what's next? Because there's not that much cricket on the on the calendar until the. Um, until the T20 World Cup. So for yourself, uh, now you haven't had an, had a proper crack yet at the Southern Stars or the, the women's team at the moment. So what can you do mm-hmm. to sort of push that national selection? Uh, look, we have we have like two more games of our um, of our WNCL for over format cricket uh, coming up next weekend down in Hobart. Um, so, you know, play well with that. And then I guess it's kind of, yeah, rolling into, uh, rolling into off season for us from a, from a domestic point of view, um, obviously the Aussie girls have an, a tour to India kind of coming up. But, um, yeah, look, I think it's just trying to take the opportunity when you can, um, particularly, obviously, on the stage that is Big, uh, Big Bash. It's probably the most widely – well, it is the most widely um, broadcasted and um, televised and also from a media perspective um, around Australia. And 
probably in women's cricket probably um, globally. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, just trying to kind of take your opportunities when when you get them. Look, I, you know, you, you, you can look too far ahead of things, but um, look, I just try and kind of as cliche as it is, take take it one game at a time, and then hopefully if you're doing the the right things right, someone will uh, will kind of uh, notice, I guess. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you did fantastically uh, the entire season. A, a tremendous uh, tally of runs, great load of wickets as well too. But, uh, Aaron, thanks for taking some time out to join us here on Stumps. Congratulations again, and uh, let's see if, we go, if you girls can make it a three-peat. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much, guys.